Before we begin, we want to mention Dice Envy. We are affiliates, and if you will visit our show notes, click on the link that you will find there, and you'll be able to buy dice from Dice Envy, and we will get a small part of that. So please help us out and help yourself out by getting a beautiful set of dice. There's lots to choose from. Check out BattleBards. Go to BattleBards.com for premium sound effects. If you sign up for a Prime subscription, you will get access to sounds that you can use in your games and tools to build soundscapes. And if you sign up using our special code STACK, you will get a 20% discount. Check them out, BattleBards.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, at StackOdice. We're on email, stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We're also on Earth. Mm-hmm. And we have a wiki, vardalon.fandom.com. Check it out. And feel free to add to it if you want to contribute to the show in some way. Uh, you are certainly welcome to go and visit our wiki and add details that we have probably overlooked. Like the fact that Peter is the most stunning, charming, powerful character in the Vardalon universe. Oh, that's a given. <laughs> so, my question to start us out this time is... What do you want your character to accomplish this season? This season? Fane? I'm thinking I want Peter to really grow into more of a, more into his big old paladin boots. Uh, I still kind of see him as this, I mean, less so than he was in first season, but he's he's still a boy, and I, I, I want him to become more of a grizzled veteran by the time we've seen a season two so you know lay on the the hard stuff sweet i will shoulder most of it onto the other guys and then heal them and he, and then heal them and, <laughs> and call it experience <laughs> all right michael what do you see Wamberbash wanting to accomplish by the uh, throughout this season am i speaking from me or from Wamberbash's point of view um, how, how about both? Yeah, he started off saying, what do you want your character to yeah. accomplish this year? Me, I want him just to stay true to himself. I don't want him to change, really. I kind of want him to be himself. Never change, Wombat. Yeah, yeah, never oh, change. Wombabash, never change. I, I want the innocence there. I want the, uh, uh, voraciousness. I want, I want, I want, I want the beast mode stuff, but I just want him to be himself. I don't want him to change too much. Maybe if he gets a little bit more, um, socially adept that would be cool um but but not to change too much from his perspective i think just to like be with his friends and save his friends that's that's that would be his goal so just whatever he can do to get thump back whatever he can do to to patch things up with um uh converse what's his name kabir no not converse the shoe reebok reebok Oh my goodness! He wants to. He, I, he, he'd want. He'd want to reestablish friendships with Rebek. We're not really certain if I, we know we were betrayed, but maybe he was forced. So I still have a feeling that stuff. Kabir is Rebek, but I mean, I will leave that theory to everyone else to decide for themselves. But yeah. So that's my answer, and that's Wamberbash's answer. Great, Meredith slash Tira. <laughs> that's what I thought. Okay. I want Tira to be able to hit things and roll better and actually accomplish something. Well, you're on track. I mean, you've got some powerful abilities coming up that will turn you into a more of a death-dealing tank than you already are. Mm. Or you can multi-class. Ooh. But that is entirely up to you. about that later, but... Yeah. Um, my first instinct as far as uh, speaking from Tira's point of view... Mm-hmm was to say that Tira wants to get back home. 
she wants to complete this quest and be successful in everything, but she wants to get home. Yeah, let's go ahead and get that done with so we can get back and defend Arden from the Reaver Morden. <laughs> she doesn't know that. Oh, I know. But then even as I was thinking that, I thought, well, wait a minute, maybe as she's uh, going on this quest, she's learning about the wider world and, and deciding that what she really wants is to keep going. But my first thought was that she's eager to get home. I can see that. And I know outside the game, and I think maybe even a couple times within the recording anyway, if not the game, uh, you've mentioned missing your father and wanting to be back to, to be with him again. Well, let's see how that all plays in, starting with this game. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Hello, stackers, and thanks for joining us as we continue our fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm Rhett, the DM, and I'm joined by... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbesh Bensonmum. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. Last time on Stack of Dice. The party continued to chase Kabir through the jungle. Thump's body was on a floating, glowing disc that was following close behind Kabir as he made his way through the jungle. And so the party chased him through the trees, eventually coming out to a very steep slope, only to find Kabir running up the slope at a high rate of speed. They managed to make their way up much slower and get to the top and found themselves looking out over a vast crater filled with fog. And in the center of this crater is a fortress perched on a pinnacle of rock. Who's ready to tell a story? Me. Me. <laughs> First okay. things first, Peter yeah. is going to say, guys, we need to get down there. We need to go into the bowl and follow because you see that light over there? I think that's them. As you look out over the fog, you do see large portions of it light up as something is moving down below. Large portions bigger than the disc? No, but you know how fog Diffuses. expands? Exactly. It really spreads out from where the light source is. You don't have to dispel magic or anything like I that, do you? I don't. I really want to, though. But Man, that would have been awesome, because then he, you know, the disc would disappear, he'd drop to the ground, and then... I don't know. Yeah, mm. I mean, that would definitely be a do you, very... Do you have that as an option in the I future? Don't, I don't believe so. Okay. I will have to check. I need something to eat. Does anybody have anything? Are you serious? I've um, got to eat. I probably have something. I'm going to fish out one of my rings. I've got a couple of shrimp and rice rolls here. And <laughs> oh, I just toss oh, yeah, them at yeah. Him. I do too. Can, yeah, and, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> what are we going to do about your legs? I just need strength. I, I, I'll, I'll be fine, I think, after I eat. He'll just flex and all the flowers will cut off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you open your bag? The, the, the leather bag thing that you have. What leather? You mean? The, the, the one from the tomb. I don't understand why you want me to open up this bag now. Do it. <laughs> All right, fine. It's there's nothing in it. I open it up. The leather bag. There is something in it. Please have it some type of like healing potion, restore potion of some. Oh, it's gonna be something more than that, I'm sure. 
It is a bag of healing potions, something like that sum. Bam. Wow. You open the bag, and it is a tan leather bag. Inside of this bag? No. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> nice. So it's a bag inside a bag? Bag exception. And as you reach inside, you feel a bunch of plushy little... <gasps> Please tell me they're tribbles. Things. <laughs> <laughs> they're plushy little things that rub up against your hand as you stick your hand down inside. Are they tribbles? I mean, they're not tribbles, but... Your fingers close around one of them, and you pull it out, and why don't you roll me a D8? Seven. As you hold it in your hand, a surge of music runs through your mind, and you feel compelled to throw the thing onto the ground. As you look at it before you throw it, it looks like a dog-like creature, but in a very cartoony, plush animal style. And as you hurl it down to the ground, there's a poof, a cloud of dust at your feet, and when it clears, there is a giant hyena standing there. A giant hyena? A giant hyena. Uh, it grows as the dust cloud disperses, and you now have standing next to you a giant hyena. Is it a pet giant hyena? So let me read this for you. Okay. This is the tan bag of tricks. This ordinary bag made from tan, it says cloth, but I'm making it a leather bag, doesn't much matter, appears empty. Reaching inside the bag, however, reveals the presence of a small fuzzy object. The bag weighs a half pound. You can use an action to pull the fuzzy object from the bag and throw it up to 20 feet. When the object lands, it transforms into a creature you determine by rolling a d8 and consulting the table that corresponds to the bag's color. The creature is friendly to you and your companions, and it acts on your turn. You can use a bonus action to command how the creature moves and what action it takes on its next turn or to give it general orders such as to attack your enemies. In the absence of such orders, the creature acts in a fashion appropriate to its nature. Once three fuzzy objects have been pulled from the bag, it cannot be used again until the next dawn. Okay, so at this point, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be astonished. Actually, let me play it out. Whoa, whoa, what? That's, I, know, I, I know that animal. I've seen that in one of my books. Hold on. We literally fought them yeah, you in Daohin. Yeah, it's one of those things that we <laughs> fought in Daohin. Does Wamberbash have a word for those? Because yeah. we have not had a uh, yeah, Wamberbash I'll, I'll come up with that later. <laughs> um, I think we should get on this thing and ride it. I think these things are going to go faster than us walking. Do you think it's going to be safe? I think so. Uh, I'm going to like crawl up to it and like, you know, get on, you know, just pull myself up next to it and kind of pet it a little bit. And uh, now that I see it's not going to attack us, yeah. I'm going to crawl and I'll get up I'll get up on top of this thing and when I get up there I'm going to grab its you know there's like that hump Hackles, and there's like a yeah. mane yeah mane there So as you reach forward and pat it you know how um large animals do when they're trying to shake flies off just, they just move that one muscle yeah, that the yeah, flies yeah, on yeah. that's what's happening it's like twitching right underneath your hand but then as it realizes you're not a fly it settles down but it's still kind of looking out and about in that jackally sort of way All right so I'm up on top of this thing and I'm going to grab it by its like Neck hairs. <laughs> Back neck hairs. Hackles. Hackles. It's cackles. And uh, and I'm going to say, you guys, get on. I see the success that Mormbash had, and I scramble up after him. I'm okay. going to tentatively uh, follow suit. <laughs> I was thinking about 
I was spawned just a minute ago, and now they're already trying to domesticate me. Are you on? Yes, I'm on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing turns around and runs down the slope that you just came. No, on. no come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. Don't. I kid. I kid. <laughs> Hang on one second. Let me pull this up. I want to see the size of it to see if it can fit all three of you. You call it giant. I did, but I mean, a giant toad is not rideable. I'd ride that too. Or fried up and a eat hyena, it. like one person could ride it. So if it was giant, then I think three could ride it. Like a regular hyena probably couldn't even have a person on it. It could have a baby person on it. A baby person <laughs> <laughs> strapped on. I just love how you just don't. Yeah, you don't specify. Just, how you don't. How you don't say like a baby. You just a baby person. <laughs> um, I'm okay with two people riding it. But I don't think all three of you would be able to fit onto a giant hyena. Dear, mm. you're the fastest among us. <laughs> We're pulling out the rock, paper, and scissors. Rochambeau. Hmm. Ah, ha, ha. So. <laughs> he doesn't even get to ride his own hyena. Womber Bash is out. Ah. Mm. So, Tira. <laughs> Wins the Rochambeau contest. And so then, then she gets to choose who gets to ride with, with her. <laughs> I am going to remind her of all the kind things I've ever done to her. And, I, and I'm going to remind you that Ida can't walk really right now. Yeah, I think Bash should be up there. It's his thing with Robber, and he hey. is exhausted and itchy. Hey, if it, I threw your boats overboard once. That was kind of <laughs> nice, I think. Oh, that's right. You threw our boats His overboard. Threw your boots oh, overboard boots. once. Yeah, so you walk. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I hop that on the back. That was hilarious. <laughs> hey, Tira, can I buy your boots? Peter, look, you have the longest legs, right? Isn't he the tallest? He's the tallest, right? Why does that help me? Because <laughs> you can just walk <laughs> alongside us. How tall are you? I definitely And you're armed, and, and Wumberbash is, is weak, and I have little legs. Let's just go. <laughs> I did not write down how, how tall Peter is. <laughs> I'm only five so I'm left. going to assume he's seven feet tall. <laughs> Wumberbash, you climb up onto the back of the hyena, and the itching returns almost intensified. And then suddenly all your clothing and belongings disappear from you. So I'm Buck? You are Buck. No! And, <laughs> and then it appears in a neat pile. Your clothes all folded very neatly. Your, your backpack or whatever you had on you sitting on top of it. All, all very neatly arranged about 15 feet away. Why? But is he still, is he covered in flowers? Your legs are covered in flowers still. Um, let me say, there are patches where some of the flowers are. So <laughs> like I'm covered? <laughs> yes. Okay. Flower pants. Right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump. <laughs> the flowers are artfully Sorry. arranged in such a way that you are still covered, but your clothing and all possessions. <laughs> My man parts are covered. All right, so I'm gonna jump down. <laughs> I'm gonna jump down, and uh, I'm gonna go grab my things. <laughs> I can see you apologizing. Is well, no, I can't see no, you. No, <laughs> I, I would just jump down. I'd be like, "Why is my stuff over there? Where was that?" <laughs> Oh, there they are. <laughs> well, <it's> my man. <laughs> he probably wouldn't even know what he was He'd be like, hey, <laughs> Well, I guess we're riding on then. <laughs> <laughs> I feel strangely lighter. 
<laughs> a life of a cowboy is a, a lonely and weird one. At that. <laughs> I'm just going to ju- run over and get my stuff and just carry it and just jump back on top. And we got we to gotta go. Okay, Tira, you are welcome to jump up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do that. Peter on the side prays vehemently to Vasham and then puts his eyes out. Puts his eyes out? <laughs> what the? Stop. You've seen him book before. <laughs> Okay, that moment of strangeness aside, uh, what do you go? Or Terry, did you have more? Yeah, to I was going to turn him. What happened? I, How I, did that do that? I have no idea, but we got to go. I, I agree. But, all right, just get Peter. Come on. All right, I'm I'm coming with you. <laughs> I got one thing to say, and I'm going to say it. How yeah. fast is this thing, though? Uh, it. First of all, where are you going? I'm I'm assuming you're going, going down, down into, into, the, the into the crater. Into the crater. Into the crater. At first, obviously, you're going downhill, and it's it's a cleaner slope on this side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a for one thing, it's a gentler slope going down into the bowl, and because of that, it seems like the water any any time it rains, and you know from your your short experience here in Rahajmanoth that it rains practically every day, but it, it seems to really sluice down the slopes here, and it's cleaned away a lot of that scrub and brush and rock that is on the outside on the steeper one. So as a result, uh, it's able to keep a pretty good speed uh, loping along into the I mean, fog. are we talking like 40 or... Oh, yeah. 45? Easily. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, Peter, if you were being left behind before, you were really being left behind now. I just see them shoot on off down the crater. I'd stand there for a bit. You see Wamber Bass. Whoa! <laughs> hey, do you have like a torch or something? Is anybody, can, like, can we light a torch on um, us so if Peter can't yeah, see us? Nine, I'm cutting nine I heave a gusty but do sigh. We want, do we want to announce to whoever's down there that we're coming? That's a good point. I think it's enough of an announcement that you, it's two guys on a giant hyena bounding on down into the crater. Just gonna Can say. You just like get out your shield and just like sled down the thing. Good idea. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, good idea. For real, do it. Because otherwise you're going to be hobbling along. Yeah, after but I'll break, for... I'll break my shield or I could like run into something. How, how would you break your shield? It's metal shield sliding down smooth, wet rock. Father, would I break my shield if I tried to shield surf? There's a way to find out. Do it! Do it. We don't have time for this. Let's go. But don't roll to hit anything. Do it on an open area or something. Yeah, right. Um, let me see here. I'm going to say your shield has an armor class of... The, the material has an armor class of 15. The ground rolls an attack roll against my shield. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and roll. And basically, as long as you stay... I'm going to say below. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say below 15. <laughs> And as long as you stay below that, now, of course, you're going to roll high. Of course. Of course I am. Three. You step on your shield, and it starts to scoot away from you before you're even really ready. And uh, you start sliding down the inner face of this crater. I want you to roll me a dexterity to actually make it an acrobatics check. Thirteen. Okay, that's fine. It's not pretty, but you managed to stabilize yourself on the shield. I'm going to try it and now do a kickflip. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. You are sliding down, and the, the sound of the stone and the dirt underneath your shield is really gritting along as you go. Roll me one more acrobatics check. 
12. Okay, you're still fine. Uh, you are now about halfway down, as far as you can tell, because as soon as you hit the fog, you lose all sense of just how deep this place actually is. You can hear and, interestingly enough, smell the giant hyena somewhere nearby. It seems like the fog is accentuating the smell. What dog? But you don't know exactly where it is. Give me one more. It hits a rock. That's, that's exactly what we're checking for. <laughs> that was not a roll. That was a roll. That was not a roll. That was a roll. It dropped out of my... Oh, okay, that's a seven. If it had been a 20, you would have been all about it. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. You think you're doing a pretty good job when suddenly something dark looms out of the fog ahead of you, and it catches the edge of your shield, and the next thing you know, you leave the shield, and you're flying through the air not at all sure where you're headed. Michael, what are you doing on this giant hyena? I am not saddled across this thing because I have nothing on. How it, so I am laying over it, uh, basically, <laughs> holding onto my clothes. Um, I am... I am... I saw him on my left side of us, is what I saw him. Like, l- behind us, but on the left. Peter? Yeah. Okay. And I'm I'm straddled that way, so I'm actually looking to the right, so I'm not able to see him at all. Um, if I'm not, <laughs> he mistaken, can see you. Yeah. <laughs> Could see you. Why do you think I tripped and fell? As he was passing by, he's like, "What in the world?" That's, yeah, that's why I tripped. What's the moon fell. doing down here? <laughs> um, so the thing is, is um, I still have a heightened senses, probably, so I can smell him. I think. Why do I smell blood? No. I, I think, wouldn't be able to smell him? I think your keen senses have ended because it took you a half hour oh, yeah, just to climb up. It a long time. Okay, yeah, yeah you're right. It's over. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, just, I'm just riding along. And so did I see him skid by us? Or was he always behind us? You hear a clang yeah. somewhere off to your left. Peter? Peter, did you say or do anything as you're flying through the air? I'm coming. Banzai! Banzai. <laughs> YOLO! Yeah, you hear it for sure. I don't know that you, if you see anything, it's going to be a vague shape right. moving in the fog. Undefined. Mm-hmm. Peter, was that Peter? Was that you? Are you all right, Bash? I think we I think we need to try and find Peter. And what? I I can't see a thing. <laughs> Did you guys light a what, torch? What, what, what was no, that? No, we didn't light a torch yet. Um, maybe we should light a torch, and he'll be able to see the light. All right, I from around my pack, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, how am I gonna set up my galloping hyena fumbling around in my well, pack you, for a torch? You can stop him, maybe, or something. Yeah, I'm not seeing it as running full speed. I yeah. see it as just kind of doing the dog trot. I see. Um, so, I think by this point you're used to comfortable enough with All its right. gait. Uh, so you pull out a torch and your yeah. flint and steel, yeah. and you get it lit up. The first thing you notice is that the fog seems to close in around you. That light turns on and now yeah. your your visibility drops significantly. Peter, can you see the torch? Peter, go ahead and roll me a dexterity check to see how well you land. If you get a one... Are you sure you want to use that one or do you want to use one of these? Before you roll, let's go ahead and do this. If you roll a 15 to 20, you will land spectacularly well. If you roll a 6 to 14, you'll land, and depending on how low you roll, it will be varying degrees of goodness. A 1 through a 5, potentially damage or unconsciousness. Oh, dear. Yes! (laughs) 19. All right. 
you fly through the air with the greatest of ease. <laughs> and then it's almost like somebody has held out an iron rod. You just see this rod sticking out of a looks like a ruined building. Immovable rod. You grab onto it with your hands and you do one of those uh, Princess Bride swoops. <laughs> 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 and you land with like a little back tuck thing. Three point landing. Yeah. Okay. Three point landing. Thoom. You land knees and or feet and hand <laughs> down on the ground and your other hand sticking out to your side. You have a smolder even though no one can see you. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> Here, where's a video camera when you need one? <laughs> Roll me a perception check. I might have used it up. It's good roll, so I'm going to go with a little black and green. Ah, the superstition. Yes! Oh! Net. Net! 20. Give me a little something there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Off to your right. <laughs> you hear the snap of a torch lighting, and then suddenly it's just brilliant light coming through the fog. You hear Tira's voice calling for you in the gloom of the fog. Guys, I'm here, and I wish you could have seen what happened. <laughs> I did a sick flip. Where is here, Peter? We can't see anything. Here! I'm also going to try and find my shield. Ah, that's going to be back a ways. Yeah. That's going to be about 20 feet back. Two points in my armor class that will be missing if I don't find it. So I'm going to at least wait until they come to me, because I don't want to lose this spot. Mm, okay. And I, so I'm going to say, guys, come, come over here. And then I'm just going to wait till they get there. And then I will can go you back. Give to us something can... more to go on than come over here. Walk can in you... the direction of the sound of my voice. Do you have anything you could light and hold up? I'm going to light a flare just in time to see a Tyrannosaurus no, Rex. Divine smite yourself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I raise my star stone. <laughs> And cast Thaumaturgy, which probably has some kind of effect that does that. Let me see here. There is a very clear green heading towards turquoise-ish light that appears in the fog to your left. Oh, I think that's got to be Peter's starstone. I see. Peter, is that, is, that, is that you holding up your starstone? I frantically wave it. Yes. I see it. Let's head that way, and I kick the animal. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> just, uh, just like that. Whatever hyena does. That was pretty good. And just like that, PETA operatives kick down the doors of our house and yeah, arrest right. us all. Okay, uh, so with some urging, some nudging, the giant hy- giant jackal, I, I don't know if there's a difference between the two, I'm assuming there is, trots off to the left, and Peter, you hear a big, heavy snuffling sound. Wombervish, is that you? <laughs> No. <laughs> I think it's Bernard. Bernard? That's what I've named him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there a duration on this animal, or does it just stay until death? Because I don't is want... Is that in the monster manual by any chance? I don't want Bernard no. to leave. The, the description of the creature is, but the effect of the bag is in here. I think my ruling is going to be that it will last until it is either killed, dispelled, like you can choose to tell it to go away, or dawn of the new day occurs. If any one of those things happens, you've used up one of your charges in this bag for the day. So Bernard will die by morning? Yes. (gasps) Sad. This Bernard as you know him. So after a few seconds of trotting, 
you are all reunited once more. And Peter? All right, guys, I need you to stay here because I lost my shield a little bit back there. So just, you know, stay there. Keep the light going. I will be back. Be quick. We need to get down there. After a little backtracking, you remember some landmarks very vividly from your flight through there. Very vividly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there by a, a low bit of ruin, you see the shield wedged underneath it. I pry it out, and then I follow the torch light. Yep, easy enough. All right, so after about a minute of searching and removing it from its position, it was pretty well jammed in there. I wonder why. You managed to get it out and get back to Tira and Womberbash. Has he gotten dressed by now? I don't know. I'll I'll have put my um my top skin on. I won't have my mantle or anything on, but yeah. Okay, good. So you've gotten yourself somewhat together. And just like that, I can hear the collective sigh of relief of all five of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are all back together. You're all habituated. Can we tell how near we are to the bottom of this crater or to the giant fortress? It's impossible to tell. Um, do we see the light from the disc? I do want to say that. You do see up ahead, every now and then, it, it seems to come and go and based on where you are right now you have a feeling it's because there are bits of ruined buildings blocking you you don't see much in the way of trees which makes sense if this is perpetually shrouded in fog there wouldn't be a lot growing down here Uh, but you you certainly do see corners of buildings uh, old doorways and stuff you're in fact you're standing next to what looks like it was once a house or something well, if we haven't already completely lost the element of surprise down there from all this rambling and screaming about, we need to get down there as quickly and quietly as possible and and make our way towards that light and see if Thump is in any condition. How do we stay together, though? I think maybe we should just get off and walk alongside the hyena so we can all walk same speed and stay together and maybe he can shield us or whatever. I'm still a little weak. I'll just stay on the hyena, but I'll just like not go very fast. All right, we'll just walk. Like I can, I can even lead them or whatever. Excuse me. Was that the hyena? A sound comes from nearby. <laughs> oh no! Bernard's family has come to claim him. Ber- uh, actually, that- the, the the hyena. My hyena starts to growl. Yeah, uh, in fact, that hackle part on, mm-hmm. on the, the hump on the back, Raises. it's all standing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a low growl from the jackal. Peter has his katana out and his shield. Tira? Oh, yeah. Whoosh. Out comes a fancy axe. She doesn't even know it happened. Nope. I pull out the panadis while I'm on top of Bernard. <laughs> Excellent. This is going to be so dope. <laughs> You want to go ahead and roll for initiative or what? Yep, let's roll for initiative. Wow. 13. Natural 20. So I guess that's a 22. Okay, here's what I want to do this season. If you roll a natural 20 on initiative, select somebody to re-roll their initiative. Michael. Thank you. (laughs) And then uh, if you choose to re-roll, you have to take the, the new roll. Well, I mean, there's literally no no way you could go do worse. Yeah, see? <laughs> right, three I'll, is better three. than one. 
And that was better than my previous roll. <laughs> okay. It had to be. All right, so let's get the order here. Wamberbash three. Peter twenty. Peter. All right. It is your turn. Uh, is there anything I can see right now? Several large humanoid shapes roll out of the building that you're standing next to, the ruins of the building, and they just look massive, like bodybuilders. Oh, joy. Massive. Uh, so I point my finger at them and at, one, at like whoever's in the, the lead, closest one. Mm-hmm. The closest one, and I cast Guiding Bolt. Eleven. The bolt sings by the lead figure, just missing it. But as it passes, you can see snarling fangs, small beady eyes, and a large face. Wolf-like face? That is all you saw. And it is Tira's turn. Okay, did I see it too? Yes. All right, I'm going to rush forward toward that one that Peter... Aimed for. Yeah, aimed for. Uh, With my axe. Swinging. Do you have inspiration? Nope. She rolled a two, oh. and that so is that's not a good. Total of a ten. D- what? I, I keep on forgetting you have a plus eight. <laughs> oh my goodness! The fog seems to thicken. <laughs> my poor roll thickens the fog, <laughs> man. And that caused you to miss as badly as you did. So the thing that has twice been attacked. Also rolls a two. Yes. Uh, it goes for you, but that same thick fog. <laughs> and I'm lower down than he was expecting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is hovering there. And so it misses. It swipes over your head. You can feel uh-huh. the rush of the air as the hand is every bit as big as your head. He just swiped at me with his hand? Two others. Uh, one of them comes toward you, Womberbash, on your giant jackal. Does a 16 hit you? Yes, it does. You take five points of damage as a fist clubs you. Owie. Peter. You dear. Uh, This is going to hit you. It's an 18 plus. Oh. Yeah. A large piece of stony debris comes hurtling through the air and makes impact right in your chest out of the fog. Ow. You take eight points of damage from... The Rock. It is Womberbash's turn. Yay! <laughs> All right. Two side points. I only have two left, but I'm going to don um, a tough hide. So now my armor class is no longer a 16. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's an 18? Yes. All right. And I am going to um, do a psionic talent of energy beam at the one who swiped at Tira. That's going to be a 13. That is going to hit. Yes! What form, what form of energy? It is... Uh, actually, you know what? I don't even think I had to roll for that one because you have to succeed uh, on a dexterity saving throw, actually. Right. It's hard for me to keep those straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is dexterity? Yes. 15? I have 16. Oh. Yes! <laughs> and, and what was the energy form? It's, um, it's going to be uh, lightning. Okay, describe the lightning as it lances out of your, you said mouth, mouth. before? Okay. Yeah. So um, again, I'm going to, because after I saw him swipe at Tira, my eyebrows go down and there's an intense stare 
and I cock back a little bit with my shoulders, and then I lunge forward a little bit, and my mouth is open, and lightning just shoots out. So much so that it even sears a little bit around my lips a little bit. I'm firing my laser. And it's going to be 2d8. Six. The thing screams with pain, and as it does, it reels around, and you're able to see more of it. Uh, the thick neck and the the upright human-like stance, the thick arms that reach down past the knees. Uh, you have a feeling that this is a a type of ape. Does uh, Bernard get a chance to attack? Bernard does get a chance to attack. The book did say if not given a command, it would act in a way appropriate to it. And there is one with this rampage, um, but that's only in a specific instance, but he might try to bite. I don't know. I'll leave, Just that, I'll yeah. leave that up to, to the discretion of the DM. Go ahead and roll <laughs> for your attack. Okay. It's going to be bite if it, if it hits. And it's actually plus five. Mm-hmm. Nine. <laughs> uh, so Bernard is apparently so keyed up that he just lashes forward without really aiming. And you hear the click of his teeth, sizable teeth, clacking together. Can I instill intimidation in them from, from, from the lightning and Bernard? <laughs> they look suitably impressed. <laughs> All right. Back Yay! to the top, Peter. All right. Well, I guess it's time for another guiding bolt. I will go for the one that, it, that uh, attacked Wombrubash. Okay. So shifting your focus. That is a 19. That will hit. This time the greenish turquoise color splashes over the ape that was attacking Womberbash. I'm basically saying focus fire. Because now you guys will get advantage against him. The first attack against The first one. 14 points of damage. Nice. Good job, Peter. <laughs> Thanks. You said 15? 14. 14? I wish. <laughs> I think you wasted your spell here. The uh, the bolt hits it, and it crumples to the ground. The greenish glow around it hovers for just a moment around the still form, or the twitching form, and then dissipates. The other two, at first, take a step back, and then with howls of rage, they throw themselves at you anew. Tira, uh, it is your turn. Oh, before that, I raise, I, I shape my hand into a finger gun, raise it to my mouth. I don't know what this means, yeah, but yeah. Yes, uh, someday <laughs> people, hey, crossbows exist. Tira, your turn. All right, so that one that just got uh, demolished, was that the one I attacked before? No, that was the one that was attacking Wamba Bash. So All right. Peter took a shot at the one attacking him first. You attacked a different one, and then Wamba Bash attacked a different one. But then basically you, all all, right. you ganged up on Wamba Bash's, so yours is still there. All right, well, Tira's going to go into a rage. Ooh, buddy. Because this is the first she's been able to yes. fight, and, and she's so mad from uh, losing Thump and the fruitless efforts of the you know trying to get through the jungle. And she's upset there. at seeing Wamberbash naked again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this again. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> um, just everything that's happened in the last day is just built up and built up, and, and first unsuccessful attack, and just, and that's it. And Rage it, time. Go for sure it. is great to All come right. home after a long day to get to bury your axe into something. 
And so, uh, heaving skins turning red, you know, red with blood, blood's high and everything. And so, raise an axe above my head and just running straight at the guy. I mean, I'm going to get him between the eyes or whatever. All right, here we go. After all that. <laughs> 14. That's a hit. Uh, the thing <laughs> looks like it's trying to dodge out of the way and it almost makes it, but the, the tip of your axe catches it. And scores it deeply for <laughs> max. Max, so 17. Wait, is that plus rage damage? Yes. No. Well, oh, no. that's just five. What's rage? So 17, 19. That is just enough. To kill it? You cleave into it. <laughs> the axe bites deep in between a couple of the ribs, and it must have hit the heart because your axe comes tearing out the back. And because you have Great Weapon Master, you get an extra attack. I could do it again. So I go right through him and just deliver near to him. Yep. Almost without even breaking stride or swing or motion. It's just, it's like I hit butter. Exactly it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 25. That's a hit, I think, maybe. That's a hit. <laughs> and if you max the damage again. That's going to be dope. By the way, your your mother... Issued yeah. out of your axe yeah, with that yeah, yeah. first hit. And now you can see her ghostly form just floating in the fog next to you. It's very ethereal. Yes, I love it. Uh, Almost. So, um, 17. <laughs> uh, this one is just about dead. So it takes... I'm going to do this at disadvantage because it is so hurt. It takes a swipe at you. Almost like, like one arm... Let's say the left arm yeah. is just disabled. With its right arm, it tries to swipe at you. And does a 19 hit? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's in a rage, right? Uh, yeah. Half damage. So a total of six, but three. <laughs> Anyone feel a breeze through here? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> the, uh, the hand clips you a little bit. Wamberbash. I'm going to uh, look at the other one, not the one that she's pretty much already wasted. Um, but so the- two of them are down, and there's only one left. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll look at that one, and I'm going to mind thrust, and it has to succeed on an intelligent saving throw, 18. Does a one make it? It does not. <laughs> and that means I get to roll with it, I mean, with like extra damage or something, John? 10. His head explodes. <laughs> like scanners it exploded (laughs) the skull actually crushes inward yes and there's a spasmodic jerking of the feet and the arm and there's this unearthly howl that seems to cut and spread through the entire valley and then the scene of the battle is quiet and still except the tira is standing there with her axe out and just do you still see the glow of this disc? I'm going to actually walk over to one of the corpses and hold my glowing star stone over the face to see what it was we just fought. It was an ape. I just want to see in more in greater detail. It's a dead ape. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Peter, the face once looked savage and brutal, and now it just seems like it's sleeping. Uh, but it's definitely that of an ape. Or at least the stories you've heard of them. They're nowhere to be found near where you grew up. Yeah. But certainly with your books and your reading and the green book, 
You, yep, you my medicine book about gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a perception check, everyone. Okay. They're looking for a 15 or higher. I do not you did make not it. get one from me. I do not make it. <laughs> so okay. I got a 13. Uh, you do not see any glimpse of the light. Uh, can we head in the direction that we last Here's saw? the problem. In the fight. Oh, no. We're I mean, turned around. You got turned around. I have two. If I know you probably can't tell me this, but I have two side points left. If I use that to get my perfect senses back or my keen sense back, could it, would I be able to smell it? Smell the trail. It's smell worth a the shot. trail? Yeah, remember uh, oh, thump. the methane? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you have any side points left? That will do the last two, I think. Yeah, that would be the last two. I can't get it. Keen sense is going to be eyesight. Perfect senses is going to be smell, and perfect senses is three. Mm. So. Never mind. I always, guys want to go home, or? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it a day. Make camp. Well, what else do we do at this point? If we don't know which way we're headed... Um, we can't even tell. There's no sky. We don't have any stars or sun, moon. We can't tell what direction we're facing. <gasps> Head towards the middle of the crater. We'll get into the fortress. We don't know which way is the middle. Are there ruins? Oh, we, we're at an angle, aren't we? We're, we're still pretty high up, aren't we? I knew it. Well, maybe we can't tell which direction Kabir and Thump went, but if we just continue heading downhill, that should take us to the center of this crater. And then, okay. and then we can just go from there, I suppose. I'm coming with you. Onward, Bernard. Uh, so are you still on, Bernard? Okay, and uh, are you walking, Tira? Okay, that makes sense. Because then you, you have your feet on the ground. You make your way, and it seems like an eternity. It's minutes stretch into seemingly hours. You pass by broken down buildings. You pass by scattered stone. You pass by the debris of life from ages past. It's hard to tell exactly how old this place is. Every now and then you see things that look like perhaps carvings or uh, ancient words that have been inscribed on some of these buildings and ruins, but no indication of who they were or why they were there. (laughs) Who they they were were, or what they they were doing. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I was going for. I feel like I should know what that's from. Well, it's mentioned in uh, Cave Dwellers, but they pulled that from This is Final Tap. Tap. The further down you go, the denser the cloud gets. Moisture. It's getting colder? Yeah, it's getting cooler. Moisture now covers the stone. It's getting slick underfoot. The the vegetation, it's not the stuff that you would see growing in sunlight. It's like... Moss? A lot of moss and a lot of pale plants that look like they... They're just nasty weeds, things that would be healthy if they were in the sunlight, but here they just like poisonous, nasty, rank, clutching vines. Am I, are we near the, getting near the fortress? I mean, do I have any sense of where we are in, in relation to the buildings? Through the fog and underfoot, your dwarven senses begin to detect a slight upward rise. It seems like we're leveling out or even going back uphill here. Do you guys feel that? Not really. I'm on, I'm on Bernard, so. Well, Tyr, you're the shortest one. You're the closest to the earth. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> After another 20 minutes of winding through 
this ruined civilization. Suddenly underfoot, Tira, you feel paving stones. The ground is changing. It's, it's like a street. As you go, you notice that it makes a gentle arc to the left, like a corkscrew. Very soon, even Peter and Bash can feel, oh yeah, uh, we're ascending. And basically trailing your left hand against the face of the rock, feeling the, the comforting firmness of the stone under your fingertips, Tira. You begin to feel that it's getting warmer and the moisture seems to be lessening. This is, things are changing. I think we're heading in the right direction. This feels different. And then up ahead, you can see the gentle glow of light. I see, I see a light up ahead. Do you guys see it? Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's, let's go faster. Shh. Like, for, for once, even though I know Tira is usually like the running in, but something about just the, I don't know, it's something about this place and the feeling of being in here with my senses all kind of blocked in like a pillow over my head, almost like, and, and not wanting to mess this up again has, has me going easy and really almost like creeping. Why, why aren't we going faster? What's going on? Shh. You make your way on this road and it's definitely a road now. Tira, you realize what's happening. You're winding around and around a giant pillar of stone and making these big sweeping arcs and it does seem to be getting a little bit narrower as you go toward the top. And then at last, daylight floods around you as the last of the shreds of fog melt away. Wait a minute. Is this a big, huge, like, pillar pillar? I don't know. Okay. Is it a pillar I mean, or no, a pillar pillar? <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. Your eyes are almost overcome with the brilliance of what you see. Around you, seemingly stretching away from your feet in all directions to the now distant rim of the massive crater. The shrouding fog fills the bowl like a white sea that hides the eerie ruins and muffles the sounds of the creatures that live there. The heat from the sun and the unmarred blue sky above beats down, driving the chill of the fog out of your bones. For a moment, before the dampness is fully gone from your skin, it feels marvelous until the oven-like temperatures fall in upon you again. Here, near the top of this central hill, great walls of red stone stand silently, their massive blocks stretching upward as though in worship to the sun. A single gate pierces the tower-studded walls. You have reached the red castle in the clouds, and as you stand in the gateway, at a point distant within this fortress, you see a glowing disc go up a set of stairs and disappear into shadow. And that's where we're going to end this episode. We're never going to catch him. Never, <laughs> never. Never, <laughs> never make say it. never. <laughs> okay. So experience points. For defeating the apes, you each get six experience points. For making your way to the red castle in the clouds, take one for the exploration point, and five for making it to this pivotal place. And let's talk Norse battle. Shield surfing. Yeah. Peter yeah, for shield surfing. Yeah, that was fun. 
so however, let's... it was her idea. It was. So I really kind of think that she should get. Thane, take one for execution. <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> and Merida, take three for the idea. <laughs> I also wanted to nominate Mom for her navigation. Using yeah, her, so using your dwarven ability, your innate dwarven self. Her dwarviness. I'll give you one for being the one to lead them through. Uh, I was actually going to nominate Peter, and I forget why now. Hang on. <laughs> for something, I don't know. No, 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 no. It was, oh, for for forcing the the bag opening thing, because it gave us the hyena, which was That's a big true. Yeah. thing. That's true. Yeah, way to meta game there. <laughs> yeah, he did meta a little bit, but you know, who cares? We finally know Michael what the bag over does. Here was never going to get open that stupid bag. So <laughs> even after I made you read through your inventory just before we played, Thane, you get one experience point. Peter doesn't. Thane does. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, take inspiration there. Theater or pain. Theater of pain. <laughs> Mm. Ooh, uh, there's something there. Yeah. Band, band name, I call it. <laughs> yeah, pretty uneventful on Wamberbash is uh, good. It's about time. Any other nominations? Not really. All right, let's hear that recap. All right, Tira is 37 points into level seven. Wow, that was quick. Wamberbash is 40 points into level seven. Peter Greyhawk is 34 experience points into level seven. Great job. And uh, dead last place. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and you're getting to a place where things are going to start happening. It's no longer. Yay! <laughs> and we're 60 points away from level eight. Mm, are you already planning and plotting? We <laughs> got everything. I know this we already planned. He's out. ready for level 20 by now. <laughs> yeah, well, good. Uh, hope you had fun. Um, and there is more good stuff to come. But I thought there were some fun moments in this episode. I hope. I hope our listeners will appreciate them and enjoy them. That break for the laughter was pretty good <laughs> when Wabberbash's clothes disappeared. Oh, dear. Why? Just why? It's the bag of tricks, right? Like, why was that? I, I, I assumed it was because it, it is a bag of, of tricks, right? So, like, when I came in contact with the hyena. Yeah, why did you do that? There's a reason. Off. There's a reason. I have a feeling it has to do with the flowers. So we hope you enjoyed this episode, Stackers, and we're looking forward to continuing our story and seeing what happens next, next time here at Stack of Dice. Check out Battle Bards. <laughs> As my daughter slurps noodles in the background. <laughs> I hear... If you sign up for... <laughs> She's over there trying to put them up her nose, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Premium sound effects like slurping noodles.